This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business. NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Top Tribe, this is episode 409. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from a 1-800-GOT-JUNK franchise owner who went from worker to owner and over $5 million in revenue in 2015. Top Tribe, what is up? Our guest this morning is Brian Scudamore. He is the founder and CEO of O2E Brands, the banner company for 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Wow One Day Painting, You Move Me, and Shack Shine. Starting with one truck and a great idea, Brian grew 1-800-GOT-JUNK into one of North America's most successful companies, and he's poised to do the same with his three newest ventures. Brian, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. Okay, what on earth possessed you to get a truck and help people move and create this mammoth that has now 1-800-GOT-JUNK? Well, it was 27 years ago, been uh, more than half my life. I uh, <laughs> saw a beat-up old pickup truck at a McDonald's drive through of all places, had to find a way to pay for college, never finished high school, and so my parents weren't going to give me any funding. And I saw this beat-up old truck that said Mark's Hauling on the side, and I thought, ah, there's my ticket. When bought a junk truck. And uh, a week later, had a business. Off I went building 1-800-GOT-JUNK into what is now a quarter of a billion dollar business. And we're scaling all our brands. The three great brands you mentioned, which are all in the home service world, all based on that same 1-800-GOT-JUNK model of exceptional customer experience. So what year was that, that you, you saw the McDonald truck and you went, you went from there? 1989, took 10 years to build and scale one operation to a million dollar business and then realized I had something that was a bit of a formula for success. I franchised it, and that's when things really started to take when, off. When, so 1989 was your first year in business, just the start? It was. How, it was. What was your revenue in your first year? First year, uh, I, I don't know my revenue. I mean, I remember it was very small. Like it was, $6? You know, yeah, something like that, 52 cents. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I remember I made $1,700 in profit. That was my, uh, the number I look back on. But uh, my, when I dropped out of university four years into the business, that year I did 100 grand, the next year 250,000, and, and things started to scale slowly. So 1989, you do 1700 profit. Four years later, it's 1993, you do 100K and decide to drop out. After I that, did. I, when did you hit a quarter? That, I did a quarter, of, uh, a quarter of a million dollars. I did half a million the following year. It took me actually eight years to get to a million in revenue. 
1995, you did about 500K. And then what was your first million dollar year? Do you remember? It was 1998, 1997, 1997. And that was top line or net margin? That was top line. Wow. Awesome. So, for people that aren't familiar, explain how you make money. We haul away junk. We show up at someone's home. They're renovating. They're spring cleaning. They're moving. They've got junk to get rid of, old furniture, appliances, yard debris, whatever it might be. Two friendly uniform drivers show up and uh, put their stuff into the truck and take it off to be recycled, donated, reused, or landfilled. And so what is the, let's just go back one year, 2015, what was total top line revenue? 2015 uh, last year was 250 million. 250 million, and and walk us through because you have now a franchise model. How does all of this work? I mean, because that's how much of that is like your own versus the franchise model, and what do franchisees pay you? Yeah, so franchise partners pay us a royalty of eight percent, and it it varies across all of our brands. At revenue brand. or margin uh, of revenue. Okay, got it. And how many franchisees do you have? Right now, we have uh, about 250 franchise partners across all brands. And so how do you make sure they don't compete with each other? Is it is it geolocation-based or what? It is. A uh, customer enters a zip code or a postal code in Canada, and then they, they know exactly what truck and what franchise partner will be servicing them. Nobody bumps into each other. They've all got exclusive territories. And what is well, what if they're moving something from one territory into somebody else's territory? So if someone's moving, it's the the starting point. So when you move me with our moving company, where is the origin of the move? And that's where uh, things start and they can move into anyone else's territory. But it's it's really the the origin that is the, the billing uh, source. So do you charge the franchise owner like more based off if they're buying a license for a very popular city that people are moving away from or what? Yeah, it's population based. So if somebody's buying a million population, they're going to it'll be about a forty five thousand dollar franchise fee, depending on which brand they're buying into. But really, it is a turnkey business model that someone can scale and grow. And we actually want people to focus on less territory versus more until they can take on more business. And uh, so they don't dilute themselves. So it's a population based franchise model with a ratio in terms of a franchise fee of about $45,000 per million residents in any specific location. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Are there any other upfront fees? Or is that it? That's it. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, we're really partnering with our franchise owners to help them build and scale successful businesses. We want to be them, see them be successful. And the last thing we want to do is charge great hefty upfront fees and, and start to drain cash out of their bank from, from day one. So we keep the fee low and, and we get a percentage of their growth. So if they're building a million dollar business or a $2 million business, you know, we get a slice of that uh, for continuing to support and helping uh, them be successful. And it sounds like with 250 franchise owners and 2015 top line revenues, about 250 million. I mean, is it fair to say each, is it each brand is doing about a million bucks or am I doing that math wrong? Cause of the 8%. You mean each owner? Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the yeah. average owner doing? Yeah. So when 1-800 got junk, we're now over a million in our smaller brands where it depends on the brand, but Shack shines new and, and they're the average owner there is, is more like 200, thousand in revenue but in a, in a few years time i'm sure that growth will uh will, will be much much higher so how else are you making money then to get to the 250 million in 2015 if the average and you have 250 franchise owners the average is doing a million that's 250 million and you're taking eight percent of that right how else are you getting to your 250 million in the whole business 
Yeah, no, the 250 million in revenue, so the quarter of a billion is our top line across oh, the franchise system. Got Correct. it. Got it. Okay, cool. Interesting. Okay, take us back to that moment because I'm. We, maybe we have people listening that have their own business. They're thinking about franchising. Tell, tell us about that decision. Why you decide to go into the franchise model instead of build it yourself and capture an additional 92% margin? I've always believed in building something much bigger together versus going at it alone. And if I look at sort of the grandfather of franchising, if you will, Ray Kroc, who founded McDonald's, he bought the, the business from the McDonald brothers and put a scalable system, very cookie cutter system and process in place to, to scale a business very quickly. What we've done is rather than making everything so cookie cutter with an absence of, uh, of culture is we said, let's be collaborative. Let's work together as entrepreneurs and let's build and support each other so we can grow more quickly together and that we can innovate faster. So our franchise owners we turn to for advice, they turn to us for advice. And it's this crowdsourced model of really building something quickly together because we've got the the best advice in the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, non-competing operations, someone who's running a shack shine business in Minneapolis or a shack shine business in Seattle, they know that they're not competing with each other and they openly share their books, their learning, their challenges they have. And uh, it's an incredible business model for us. So, so Brian, this 1-800-GOT-JUNK, it's still a private company, right? Still private. Absolutely. Always will be. Um, what's motivating me is, is growth, not money. So I'm not looking to sell the company, take it public. This is really a let's find great entrepreneurs who can come into our model, into our family, and we scale things quickly together. Did you raise capital? I didn't. Franchising is my way. Yeah. Franchising has been my way of raising money. It's other people's money where they pay a fee to join our system and uh, have ownership in the brand that we're building uh, with each other. So you said this all launched about 27 years ago, right around when you're in college. So what are you like 45, 46 now? 46. You know, yep. Okay. So 46 years old. What is the, let me just put on my capitalist I don't care about philanthropy or helping the world. Let me just put on that hat for a second. How do you personally generate sure. wealth from this? Do you pull dividends out for yourself or do you pay yourself a big salary? How do you do it? I pull out dividends over time. I mean, I'm not a big money guy. And, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are driven by money. I'm driven by growth of people and opportunity and building a legacy, building brands that customers love. And, you know, I, I, I drive a Fiat. I've got a little Fiat 500. It's a pretty inexpensive little city car. Uh, but that's my, my uh, you know, sort of showing you that I'm, I'm not a big money guy. I don't have a massive home. So pulling money out of the business isn't something that's important to me. I'd rather put it into the business, keep it there and watch it continue to grow. And to me, when you say build wealth, I know you've got a capitalistic hat on, but wealth to me is watching people develop and evolve, watching our someone who's in our call center grow up to a point where they end up wanting to start their own franchise with us. And uh, that's what drives me. And I find that stuff pretty exciting. Do you have a board? I don't. I used to. I had a board of advisors, a lot of smart people, but I found that it was I'm better getting one on one advice from a lot of different mentors. And I find that uh, just reaching out to someone, getting a conversation one on one is more effective than having a board and people debating things back and forth. And uh, that's just what's worked for me. So, Brian, let me ask you something. When's your next trip? When's your next plane trip that you're taking? Where are you traveling to? 
Uh, I have the month of August off and uh, I have no plans. So my family, we are just having a staycation in Vancouver, spend some time up in Whistler. So my next vacation, if we don't go fly somewhere spontaneously, uh, my next business trip will be in early September. So, so, and by the way, how many kids you have? I've got three. Oh, very cool. So I'm going to paint a very dark, gloomy picture here for the sake of hopefully a great answer from your side. You get on this plane crash in September. or Sorry, you get on the plane in September. The plane crashes. You don't have a board. It just sounds like you don't have a, You kind of do this thing one-on-one with people around you. What's the legacy plan here if you die? Yeah, so there's definitely a legacy plan in, in place. I do have people that are advisors. I do have people that I, I trust to have the keys to the business. I've got uh-huh. a lot of fantastic people, uh, but it's, it's just not a formal board. Got it. So you do, you do have some kind of plan in place. There's just not a formal board structure. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you you know, someone that's building a business has a responsibility for all their employees and their franchise owners to make sure that, God forbid, that plane crashes, that there is a backup plan in place. So, Brian, you must have Merrill Lynch, Goldman, a bunch of people all the time begging you to take this thing public. You continue to say no. I mean, is it really just you saying I don't care about money? I mean, is that it? It is. I get I get called all the time. I mean, we get private equity emails, I think, on a daily basis. Uh, it's flattering. It's great. It's just not what drives me. I've seen people build businesses, sell them off and uh, and either go start something else successfully or unsuccessfully or, you know, go retire. Th- those things aren't motivating me. I'm not looking to sit on a beach. Uh, I got plenty of balance in my life, tons of time with my kids, my family. And I got good balance and I got a great team. And I, I you know, it, it's like children. I mean, do you, you know, who wants to sell their children for any price? I mean, I think there's certain days where we might feel so, but uh, depending on the kid, you know, <laughs> exactly. But, but you watch your baby grow and, and it's just it's exciting to watch things get bigger and better. And I don't want to start again. Yeah. I'd rather do a startup like Shack Shine within our own family and watch it continue to grow. So if somebody, it sounds like you're 100% motivated by growth, right? If, Absolutely. If, if, if there was somebody, if McDonald's approached you, somebody that knows this model and they're directly aligned, they could help you empower more entrepreneurs to grow their business. They're not money driven. They're going to help you with growth. Would you not sell to them? I'm open to partnerships that would help us grow more quickly and more effectively and make a bigger difference in the world. I just wouldn't sell. I don't want to lose control of the vision that we are all excited about. We're building a billion dollar globally admired brand. And if I sell to someone, I I lose control of that exciting vision and I give up too soon. Amen, Brian. Well, hey, people are going to want to follow you as you build these other brands, which by the way, they're all under O2E, right? Yeah, O2E Brands, O2E stands for Ordinary to Exceptional. We're taking ordinary businesses, junk removal, painting, and delivering an exceptional level of service. That's great. So that's kind of the holding company for all these brands, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Brian, where can people connect with you online and follow you as you build these brands? Best place to go is to O2EBrands.com. We write columns in Forbes, Wall Street Journal. There's some great thought leadership stories there that are worth checking out. And there's links to our LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it, we're there. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 
30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at nathanlatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Awesome. Well, Top Tribe, there you have it. We will link to Brian's information in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 409. Again, forward slash the top 409. Brian, we're about to wrap up with a famous five. These are rapid fire questions. You ready? I'm set. Number one, favorite business book? E-Myth, Michael Gerber. Yeah, that's a good one. Number two, is there a favorite CEO you have uh, that you're studying? I'm a fan of Robert Herjavec, who's on the Dragon's Den, a Canadian who's doing great things and love that he is a perpetual learner. He and I were on a flight together actually on his plane and he wouldn't stop asking me questions, which I thought was incredible given his success. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like FreshBooks? My iPhone is everything to me. I don't use a laptop. I don't use a desktop. That's my one device. I don't use an iPad. And so I, I don't know if there's one app. I think it's all the apps that are in my my iPhone. Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No. And you said you had three kids? I do. And you're 46. So last question, take us back 26 years, Brian. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Exactly what I knew then. I think <laughs> that all the mistakes, all the learning I've had, the failures I've had along the way, I needed to learn. And they're a part of what's made me who I am today. So one question I've never asked my kids is, what do you want to be when they grow up? doesn't matter. I just want them to be happy and do what they love and they'll find their path. I'm not, you know, I can give them new experiences and tell them what's worked for me, but they'll figure it out like I did. So Brian, save our audience some time. You went through many trials and tribulations. You, you, you learned stuff along the way. You value those learnings. But if you want to save some years in our audience's life, what's a piece of advice you'd give your younger self? Never, ever, ever compromise on the people you bring into your organization. It's too easy. We do it all the time. It's just not worth it. It's painful. And in 1994, I fired my staff of 11 because I had the, my entire company because I had the wrong people. So just don't compromise. Take hiring as your most serious decision that you can possibly take. Top tribe. There you have it from a guy that is building a billion dollar brand, already doing $250 million annually top line through his brands. He says, do not compromise on your people. From Brian, who launched 1-800-GOT-JUNK 27 years ago, did a measly 1700 bucks and net profit his first year again, now doing a quarter of a billion dollars with eyes on that billion dollar mark. Brian, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Tons of fun. Have a great day, Nathan. If you enjoyed Jonathan today, go back and listen to Roy Mann from yesterday. Roy did 360 grand in June revenue. He's on track to do 4 million this year with 5,000 customers paying $72 per month on average. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 